Podcast Help Desk, number 80 for February 27th, 2016. The Podcast Help Desk is where we go deep into the technology of podcasting, help you with the problems you may run into, and when we have a chance, review new gadgets, services, and solutions for podcasters. To keep your podcast running smoothly, it takes some tech. That's what Podcast Help Desk is here for to smooth out the geek speak and put it in more or less plain English. The main audience for this podcast is those who have podcasts and want to tweak the tech to get better sound, a better website, a more reliable feed, or a more streamlined workflow. Also, for podcasting beginners that don't want to make all the mistakes themselves. Here's your host, Mike Dell. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. This is Mike and this is Podcast Help Desk. And originally, I was going to have this guest on last week, but as you guys might have noticed, there wasn't a show last week. So, I saved the interview, which was recorded last week, and we're going to have that today after a couple of little announcements. Uh, just small ones. It seems I'm, I was doing everybody else's podcast uh, this week and didn't get any of my own out until now, this being Saturday afternoon, so... Well, hey, better late than never, right? So uh, the two podcasts that I did this week is I guest hosted the PowerPress podcast, the official Blueberry podcast. It can be found at powerpresspodcast.com. Since uh, Mackenzie, the normal host, was down in Nashville for the Proclaim 16 convention, uh, that's the uh, National Religious Broadcasters Convention there at Opryland. Uh, both her and Angelo from our team were were down there for the whole week, or well, most of the week anyway. And so we figured we'd do, do it remote style. So I, I hosted, and Mackenzie and Angelo were guests on there. And we talked about oh, some news, you know, kind of what I would cover here, but I'm going to do the interview instead, so that'll that'll work out good. So go check that out for, you know, news and updates on what's going on in the PowerPress world. Angelo had quite a lengthy uh, talk about, you know, what the changes in Apple and uh, PowerPress and, you know, how we changed PowerPress to, you know, more align with what Apple's doing, which is the point anyway, or at least they're the 800-pound gorilla. So anyway, go over and check that out, PowerPress Podcast number 13 at PowerPressPodcast.com. And then I co-hosted with uh, Todd this morning for the new media show. Of course, that'll probably be out uh, tomorrow, about the same time this one is. So go check out uh, New Media Show 120 over at NewMediaShow.com. And so that was uh, my the two podcasts that I did actually get out this week. <laughs> so eh, just as well. Because uh, like I said, this uh, conversation I had with Colin Gray uh, was really, really good. Uh, did I mention that's who I was interviewing? Anyway, Colin does a couple of uh, things. He's the uh, brains behind the podcast host, and that's a site that does, you know, a lot of tutorials and things like that. You know, you'll hear in the interview, Cohen's a teacher by trade. And so that, that was a really good conversation we had. And I, I will play that right after I tell you about his podcast. He does one called Podcraft. Yes, it's another podcast about podcasting. 
And he does it in an interesting way. He does it in seasons. Uh, just like, uh, you know, a teacher would do semesters. And, and we talked about that. So instead of me telling you all about it, let him tell you all about it. So here's Colin Gray. Colin, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Mike. Yeah, it's great. I always like to uh, talk to podcasters about podcasting. I know it's so meta, but uh, it's, it's an interesting niche. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, well, I enjoy it anyway. That's why I'm in it. So yeah, and I think you too. Right. And uh, so how did you get started into podcasting? I always like to ask that. Yeah, sure. My a long and meandering story, which I'll cut short, I've uh, shortened it over the years. Uh, I used to work in higher education, so I worked for a university in Edinburgh, and I was teaching technology-enhanced learning. So just basically, essentially teaching lecturers how to educate using technology. And obviously one of the, the fancy technologies at the time was podcasting back in uh, 2007, that was. So it was pretty early days for it, but I learned how to podcast at the time so that I could teach lecturers how to use it to pass on to their students, essentially. So we had lots of lecturers at the university creating podcasts for their classes, teaching their own subjects. It was a really interesting way to get started, in, actually. And I ended up running a workshop at that university for probably four or five years um, on podcasting. Uh, and that's really what kind of spurred, spurred me into the, the work that I do now because that that workshop, that course that I ran at that university became the first series of PodCraft, which is the podcast that I run and uh, eventually led into courses that I now do for pod, the podcast host and a lot of the, the work I do in the blog and the, the website there. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I was looking through your site and you, you have an interesting way of organizing your podcast that a lot of others do not. You, you do it in seasons. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I do. Yeah. It's kind of my educational background, I suppose. I, like I say, I was doing a course for lecturers on how to podcast and I created that course around a podcast. So it was a podcast series, really. So that that first series was the Complete Beginner's Guide. It was 10 episodes on how to launch your first episode. So that just made sense to put that out as a season, as you would call it. Um, so that's, yeah, 10 episodes, season one, just launch your first episode. And so when I went on to do season two, I picked a different subject and I taught that from start to finish. And that's kind of just how I go from now on. I just, I treat them, I treat each season as a course on a particular subject within podcasting uh, and try and stick to that. And I, f I find it works well because it's, it means that you can point people towards that season as like a, a sort of self-contained resource. It's a, an evergreen resource that people can always go back to and it, it organizes your episodes, which gets around one of those those downsides of podcasting, which is that, you know, once you've been doing it for a few years, you end up with 300, 400 episodes on your website, all pretty disorganized, all quite hard to navigate through. You're kind of repeating yourself every now and again. And I, I find the season approach works well for me. Yeah, it does. And as you guys call it, a, a series Series, yeah. <laughs> hey, I watch Top Gear. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they always say series, whatever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, uh, that, like I said, it's an interesting way of doing it. I, you know, I, I have that problem now. This is episode 80 of yeah. this uh, podcast. And, you know, I know I repeat myself. And, <laughs> but, you know, then again, you know, I, I, the way I do it, I sort of look at it as an ongoing thing. And not really as evergreen as what you're doing, but your your site, uh, what is it again? Uh, the podcasthost.com. It's really easy to find a subject that you want to listen to about podcasting, and I, I really like that idea. 
Great. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, there's downsides to it. There's no, it's not the best way for everyone. And I know it's become more in vogue these days because a lot of the new storytelling style podcasts like from Gimlet Media, Serial, all that kind of stuff, they do seasons as well. So it's become more TV style. But um, yeah, I was just found it. I, f- I found it through the, you know, teaching background. So that was, yeah, it just made sense to me. Yeah, and uh, Serial and, and, and all those, you know, nowadays, you know, that's what's getting the media attention. So, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> do you listen to any of those uh, shows? I do indeed, yeah. I mean, I uh, I got into Serial the same as everyone else. Listened to it with a wife. That was my uh, way to introduce her to podcasting, actually. Same as a lot of people got into it, I suppose. Um, and I love the Gimlet Media work. So I got uh, the startup um, show I listened to avidly all the way through. I love Alex Bloomberg's style, you know, just natural, honest, transparent. Uh, and we've actually, we've created a show recently, which is in a similar vein, a uh, similar production style uh, called UK Business Startup. Uh, it's a different approach. So we're not actually documenting a business, but it's a course for people in uh, in the UK, particularly on how to start a business, just to really showcase the work we do within the podcast host. Uh, so it's really highly produced. It's lots of interviews brought together into a narrative around starting a business, but it's it's more an advice show as opposed to, you know, a documentary like the startup one. But yeah, I really, really enjoy that um, that style of podcasting. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. And, and, you know, this is, you know, I'll, I've been in podcasting for well, now 11 years and you notice trends like, uh, you know, at first it was all tech shows because it was mostly the techies that yes. that got into it. And then, you know, then it was the comedians and, you know, now then the entrepreneurs. And now I think it is going to be the storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I think it's a good way to go. It's much more engaging, isn't it, when you do stories as opposed to all the, the factual informational stuff. I mean, learning the information, all that's great stuff. But if you can tell in a story, it's just much more compelling. Yeah, I've been I've been working on an idea for a, a more storytelling style podcast and you know it's that's that's harder work to make that kind of podcast than it is to do what we do, you know, with a lot of facts and yeah and, and opinions and <laughs> you know that kind of thing. Well, we are finding this. So this uh, the UK business startup show that we're doing. It's going to be eight episodes in total. We're about five in right now. And we've started producing this back in November. And I think I've, I was hoping to try and document it down to the to the hour um, so that I could, uh, you know, blog it basically on the website and show how long it's all taken. Because it has ended up taking so long, it just it was impossible to actually log every single minute we spent on it. But I'm pretty sure... Um, it's working out something like four or five days per episode. And this is for a, like a 15-minute episode. It's a, it's a long process to do all that interviewing, bringing it all together. The scripting takes much longer than I thought. It's good fun. I enjoy it, actually. I enjoy the writing element of it. So like getting a transcript and reading through what people have said in their interviews and like picking out the pertinent points, weaving that together with other people's interviews, weaving in my narration, you know, the storytelling aspect of it. It's really good fun, but takes ages. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, like I said, I'm finding that myself, you know, just playing around with what I've been doing is, is making little, you know, five minute things that I can drop into my po- other podcasts okay. you know, that are highly produced. And, and that takes a lot of work. Uh, your normal podcast uh, workflow, we've been talking a lot about workflow on my show here the last few weeks, and I just kind of want to get an idea of how you go about putting together, say, an episode of uh, 
of the uh, podcast podcast. So, like I said, it's in season. So I, I tend to plan the subjects right up front. So I'll, for the latest season was about monetization. Did ep- uh, eight episodes on different ways to monetize your podcast. And I worked all that out and ahead of time. So before the season started, I spent about an hour sitting down with Evernote and just writing down the different subjects I could cover and kind of reorganized them all and had a had an idea of all of the elements of that season before I started. And I kind of sketched out little bits of each episode at that point as well. So I had maybe the broad bullet points um, for each episode. And then each week when it comes to it, I'll open it up on, uh, I have my a recording day set on a, a Thursday these days. So Thursday mornings, I'll get into the office and it's always the first thing I do is uh, do podcraft that day. So I open up Evernote, I bring up that day's uh, plan. So say it's episode three, which might be crowdfunding, for example, for that season. I'll have my four sort of broad bullet points I want to cover and I'll just spend half an hour fleshing that out with bullet points. I always tend to make myself, well, it varies actually. For that season, I did do quite a lot of prep. Uh, I created quite extensive notes because I wanted to put lots of examples in. So I had lots of different examples of how people have done crowdfunding, you know, the numbers they did, that kind of stuff. Uh, so I spent quite a lot of time fleshing that out, maybe half an hour for an episode. And then I just jumped straight into it. So I'll just fire up my, uh, I use a, a Zoom H5 hooked up to my Yamaha MG10 mixer, uh, MXL990 microphone, just those three elements together. Uh, to do the recording uh, and my MacBook Pro in front of me with the notes. Uh, so that's just the, that's the kit I use and just start going through it. And mostly, I mean, I've got my, my Evernote in front of me with my bullet points. So it's only bullet points. So I'm kind of ad-libbing. I'm just really talking through it as I go. Um, and then just uh, get through to the end, uh, finish it off. Um, and do you want to go into the kind of editing and stuff like that as well? How much, how much detail do you want? Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of people edit a lot and a lot of people edit a little. Um, our friend Dave Jackson there always says it's uh, about four to one. So if you're going to do a 15 minute podcast, it's going to take you an hour to, yeah. uh, to produce it. And, you know, are, are you in that ballpark? No, do you know what? I'm not at all. I do, well, so it varies drastically. Of course, I've just said it takes us uh, like five days to do the UK Business Startup Podcast. So that's way more than four to one. But with PodCraft, I do a really minimal editing process. I, when I'm recording, um, these days, the same as you, I'm sure, like we've done so many podcasts, I can generally get through a 20, 30 minute episode without making too many mistakes. But when I do make a mistake, I do this sort of click editing method. So I'll be going along and I'll mess something up and I'll just uh, just stop and do a into the microphone. Uh, and then that's really obvious on the waveform. Uh, so I can just really quickly skim through. So I'd, basically I load in the sound file into uh, Audition. I'll quickly skim through the sound file. I'll see those triple clicks and I'll be able to edit that really quickly, able to cut out the little mistake, be able to stitch it together. And I can usually do that in less than five minutes for an episode because it'll maybe, maybe, say there's five to 10 mistakes. It'll take me like uh, a minute for each one or less than that generally for each one. And then I literally just pull in my intro music, my outro music, do a quick fade for each, uh, and that's it, export it. Um, I'll do, actually, no, I'll do a little bit. I mean, I do my uh, normalization, bit of leveling, um, a wee bit of light compression, but I've got that stuff because it's just me speaking on PodCraft. I've got that stuff pretty well dialed in. I'm always in the same kit, so I can use the same sentence for that each time. So that just takes another minute or two to do that. Um, so I actually, editing for PodCraft, 20-minute episode generally takes me probably 10 to 20 minutes. 
Oh, that's great. Yeah, I do about the same thing as far as editing. I, you know, I'll what I'll do is I'll leave a long silence in, uh, yeah. in there, you know, so I'll, I'll pause for five seconds, 10 seconds, where it's pretty obvious. Yeah. And, you know, then just go cut that out and edit however I need to. So, yeah, I, I'm much less than the four to one in most cases as well. But with these little produced pieces I've been doing, it's it's way more than that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, you, you mentioned you use a MXL 990. So you're one of the few podcasters I know that uh, use a condenser. Yeah, I yeah, I know the arguments against that. I know the arguments for it. I find it works really well, actually. It, it suits my voice, or I feel it does anyway. It's, it's one that gives me the best sound, I think. And I find it's one of the condensers that's pretty decent at rejecting the background noise. I mean, I'm in a, a studio setting just now. It's not soundproofed, but it's sound-treated. So you can probably hear, you might be able to hear people walking by in the corridor outside, banging their doors and things like that. But if I'm doing something quite, like if I'm doing the business startup show, if a, if a noise, if there's a banging door or something like that, I'll just re-record that little section. But for podcraft, I'm pretty kind of quick and dirty with that, to be honest. I'd rather get my content out on a regular basis consistently at a good level of quality um, rather than, you know, being perfectionist over it. And that's the way I work. I mean, the people that I work with to get podcasts out there, that's why I say to them all, I say, you need to have this sort of not perfectionist, but decent so you can probably hear from people shouting in the background there. <laughs> There's a, a kind of decent level of quality, I think, where you're not perfectionist and you're able to consistently get stuff out there. And as long as you reach that, that reasonable level, then it's the content, it's the practice you get in putting stuff out consistently that makes the difference to me. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and your mic sounds awesome. Uh, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with condensers. You know, I, I always tell people that, you know, when you're first starting out, you're probably better off with a dynamic yeah but yeah. you know a condenser as long as you're you're mindful of what you know what limitations it has as far as rejecting background noise and if you're not worried about you know the little stuff then don't worry about it and that's great i'm i'm in a, a basement next to the furnace so <laughs> so you know i have to have a, a little bit more directional mic and yes. and uh, you know the noise gate and the whole thing but uh yeah. You know, just just so that it's not annoying. That's that's the whole the whole thing. I always say is, you know, as long as your voice and your your sound isn't annoying and and it's leveled, so you don't have to reach for the volume knob between segments or something. Yeah, you're okay. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's there's way too much emphasis put on equipment um, in the podcasting world. I think, and do you know, what? I'm the first to admit that I love playing around with new mics and I love trying new ones and I love the kit and the gadgets. But I know that the vast majority of people that would like to do a podcast are not like that. They're not technical. They just want to, as a medium, to get their message across. They just want to get out to the world. And for that, a basic microphone, like, you know, this a standard recommendation of the ATR 2100 or the Samsung Q2U is perfect for most people. Oh yeah, and it's a it's a decent mic, and you know you don't need to spend five hundred dollars on a mic or whatever in, in pounds. <laughs> I'm not to, I'm not up on the exchange rate. <laughs> it's not too far off. <laughs> I said, you know, the one that I uh, the one that I recommend to a lot of people because for especially for very starting podcasters is a, a headset. So it's a Sennheiser PCA, and it's a really good little headset. Great quality, best quality headset I've found, and it gets rid of the the extra problems around mic technique and stuff like that. 
I mean, even with the, you know, the ATR2100 and, and the like, you still have to know how to hold it, how far away it is, all that kind of stuff, worry about your pops, that kind of thing. But with a headset, actually, it holds off to the side of your mouth and therefore you just it gets rid of that extra barrier, uh, that extra little variable that might reduce the quality of your show. So I, I do recommend that quite a lot, actually. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea, for, you know, especially if it's just a solo podcaster. Yeah, you exactly. Know, and, you know, I use a headset not all the time. Right now I'm using my PR40, but I have a uh, Audio-Technica, you know, professional headset mic. And yeah, I love it because, you know, I can, you know, I've got a long cord on it. I can walk around the room while I'm talking. <laughs> and <That's>... uh, <laughs> it works really good. You don't have to worry about mic technique. Uh, like, exactly. I've actually, I've been eyeing up that headset. I think another one you mean, uh, and I would quite like one of those. They're, they're reasonably expensive, aren't they? So I'm going to try to justify it, but I'll, uh, maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, I think they're $200 US, uh, but yeah, they're nice. Uh, we, we use them at uh, for Tech Podcast Network coverage you know, when we go to uh, trade shows. We have a live studio, and rather than you know having mics and we're interviewing people, we hand them a headset. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, uh, it works great. So I think we're actually doing one of that. I might ask you some tips on that after the call. We, we're doing a, a booth like that as well at um, New Media Europe. Uh, so it's run by um, a couple in the UK that started out UK Pod and doing New Media Europe as a conference. Went really well last year. This year we're doing a booth, a booth in a similar way, actually. So we're getting people in, in the conference to record. That's a really good idea. I might suggest to them getting the headsets just so that it's really easy, simple for the people we grab in to, uh, to use to record. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, let you in on uh, what we do <laughs> after the call. You know, this not necessarily uh, my audience isn't going to be covering trade shows anytime soon, but <laughs> you never know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a lot of us are gearheads, I'll tell you. I, I, you know, I've got a drawer full of mics that I've tried, and every once in a while somebody will send me one to try. Yeah, and uh, that's how I got this headset. Matter of fact, they sent it to me to try, and I loved it. And said, "Well, how much is it to, for me to keep it?" <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's got boxes and boxes of them here. If I could move the camera, I could have shown you. But it's, uh, we've got a set of shelves over behind uh, where I'm sitting just now, which contains probably I don't know a dozen lavalier mics, maybe about ten or so handheld, a few condensers. Um, and we're also lucky enough, actually, uh, at the moment, our office space is part of a university. Uh, so it's kind of a, a, an associated business space. So we can actually borrow the university's equipment and they've got a really good audio program here. So we can have uh, borrowed a couple of Neumann mics recently. So I'm delicately handling these two and a half thousand pound mics and testing them out. And it's, uh, yeah, that's kind of a, my gadget lover. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just is uh, satisfied with that. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I work with a uh, college radio station here in, in town, and and they've got a couple of those Neumann mics that they use when they have a live band in the studio, and, and uh, uh, they keep them under lock and key, so <laughs> you don't get to play with them that much. <laughs> as much as my car, almost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, since you're into teaching podcasting, uh, obviously, what... Uh, what would be your number one tip for somebody that wants to get into podcasting? I think we've probably alluded to it already. The, the number one thing that I always tell people when they're getting started is to forget about the kit. Uh, make everything as simple as humanly possible in terms of the technology, the recording environment, all that kind of stuff. 
and just worry about the practice. Treat it as, right, so figure out what you want to do in your first 10 episodes. And this kind of goes into the season stuff that I do as well. I always tell people to treat their first 10 episodes as their kind of pilot project for the podcast. So forget about the equipment, get something really simple like a Sennheiser headset mic, get that barrier out the way and just treat those 10 first episodes as your kind of pilot, your practice. So you developing your content creation skills, your uh, your presentation skills, developing your format, developing your approach, um, and then just get them out of the way and make sure you do them as consistently as possible. So by reducing those barriers, by getting all the tech out of the way, it means that it's much easier to get them out every single week for that whole sort of first 10 episode run. And then by the end of that 10 episodes, you're presentation skills will have developed to such an extent, your content creation skills will have developed to such an extent that you're producing much better quality by the, that 10 episode. And then you can ask your listeners what they think and what they've enjoyed. Um, and that's kind of, whenever I'm working with people long term, that's what we always do. We always set an aim for those 10 episodes. And at the end of it, we take a break for a couple of weeks. Uh, not every time, actually, but we tend to take a break and actually just send something out to the listeners and say, right, here's four or five questions. Uh, you've listened to what we've done so far. What did you like? What did you not like? Uh, if there's specific format types, we'll ask about that format. We'll ask about the guests. We'll ask about, you know, the co-hosts, that type of stuff. And it's really just, it's kind of almost like a product development process. You know, like if you're creating a product for sale in a uh, in a company or something, it's it's around that kind of thing. You you create it, you test it, and then you iterate it. So we get the listener feedback and we iterate it from there. And that's that's generally what I always tell people. Call it a project. Don't get intimidated by getting it out in the early days because not many people are going to listen to the first few episodes anyway. Uh, so just get it out there and find out what people like and don't like, and then build it from there. Yeah, that's what I always tell people too. Is just get it get it going you know you can improve along the way but yeah, exactly. you know get in the practice of doing it yeah totally and it's it's all about it's all about how you present it's all about how you design the content it's about how you set up an episode from you know the teaser at the start to then telling a little bit of a story to get people into it to doing the how-to towards the end and then tying it all up in a summary it's it's like it's been a well most podcasts a lot of podcasts it's like being a teacher isn't it it's how you design it how you set it all up so yeah it's learning how to do that and learning how to do that well and you can only do that through practice only by doing it so just figure out how you can set up your recording space your technology everything around it so that you can do it as regularly as possible and get that practice in right yeah this this show you know focuses on the the technology and and all that but not you know, not exclusive of the uh, the content, you know, because you always have to have good content. That's a given. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we always talk about, you know, how to set up the website, the RSS feed, the, the all of this. But once you get all that stuff set up, it's pretty much done. And then it's, it's all about the content. Yeah. You yeah. Know, <laughs> I'm not saying there's not a place for the technology as well. I mean, the stuff that you talk about is brilliant and it's needed and it's necessary. But I think sometimes that in the early days of the first 10 episodes, say that really intimidates people and it really gets in the way. So I tend to try and pull that out of the way in the early days. And then, you know, once you're past 10 episodes, once you're past 20 episodes, once you've got in your flow, then you can start to think about, oh, I do quite fancy a better mic or I do fancy a mix or how do I do a mix minus and bring in some ep uh, some effects and stuff like that. And, yeah, that's that comes later, I think. But it, it, definitely value to that. But yeah, <laughs> not right at the start, possibly. 
Yeah, you know, just get 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 it working, but don't yeah, don't f- worry about all the small stuff because you know, I, I hear so many times somebody will contact me and they'll say, "Well, I got this microphone and this mixer and and this and that and this and that," and then I ask them, "Well, what's your podcast about?" And they say, "Well, I don't know yet." <laughs> like really? <laughs> that would have been step one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it happens all the time. I get that too, don't worry. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's all about bringing people back, isn't it? What are you trying to get out of this podcast? Do you know what your aim is here? Because podcasting is great fun in the first little while, and it remains great fun, but it becomes hard work down the line when you're, you know, you're 30 episodes in and uh, you're, you're, the novelty's worn off a little bit. You're still enjoying it, but, you know, doing it every single week, it does it can become a little bit of a drudge at some points. Um, and especially if you're, you know, you're having a tired, a busy week, you're tired, you think, oh, I just want to skip it. You need those kind of aims, that strategy. You need to know exactly what you're wanting to get out of it to really push you forward at those points. Yeah, I, I have that problem. I'll, I'll get to a point where, you know what, I just soon take a couple of weeks off. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, with my podcast, I don't necessarily do it in seasons like you do. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I miss an episode, I hear about it. <laughs> so, I always like to have at least one in the, in the can. So if, I, if I'm in a particularly good groove and I don't have any particular news items for that week that, that date it, I'll, I'll record a second episode and then keep that one back for the week I want to take off. Yeah, I have a little backup one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just mentioned that's the only benefit of the season's one, isn't it? I get a month off every now and again um, just to think about it, to refresh, to plan the next episode, to get the next season, sorry, and get excited about it and start hyping it up as well. It really it helps me get excited again about podcasting because I, I miss it. If I When I'm on my breaks, I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd quite like to go and record a show and do some editing and stuff. So, yeah, it works well. And I'm looking at your uh, your site, the podcast host, and I notice uh, you guys have courses and all kinds of products over there. Yeah, that's right. We, uh, yeah. So I, I mean, because my teaching background and everything, I really enjoy that sort of side of things, and I always intended that to be a big part of the business, teaching and doing courses. And we've created. Um, I mean, I created Podcast Liberation, which is the this sort of flagship launch course. That's not just about launching, actually. It's about that's it's a, it goes into a lot of what I've just talked about, actually, about how to set a strategy for your show, how to figure out your aims, your personas, all that kind of thing, how to design a podcast that stands a really good chance of being successful. Um, and then going on to the technicalities of it, so looking at the different equipment setups, the editing, the production, all that kind of thing. And then finally on to, you know, launch and then the first two months. So that's kind of the time scales. It's into the basically the new noteworthy stage, I suppose, the first eight weeks, how you promote it through that stage. And um, and then, you know, you move on to something else after that. So yeah, I really enjoy creating that, really get some great feedback on it and uh, plan to create a lot more, actually. The plan is to have probably six courses by the end of this year and have a really good catalogue of courses that cover a lot of the topics that people really struggle with in podcasting. Well, very good. Yeah, that, uh, you know, there's a lot of courses out there and, you know, yours will definitely, uh, just from listening to your show, will definitely be one that I would recommend. Oh, thank you. To, to people, because, you know, there's so many out there that, you know, it's it's all hype. Yes. And, and you don't need all the hype. <laughs> you know, it's... And, you know, and the whole thing about, you know, I, I've, I don't know what you think about this, but have you seen the advice to, well, have eight episodes ahead and then, you know, drop them all on the same day to get into new and noteworthy and, and all that. And 
you know, I don't yeah. think any of those strategies really do anything for you. Do you know what? New, new Noteworthy in general is the most overhyped thing in the world. And I've got some really practical experience in this because there was, I've worked with a lot of shows over the years. We've put a lot of shows onto iTunes. And there was one particular instance where we had two shows side by side um, launched just about the same week. I think it was the same week, one at the start of the week, one at the end of the week. One got into New Noteworthy in its own category. So a pretty good category. It was the business um, and management uh, you know, the standard one that all the entrepreneurial shows go into. Right. Uh, so it was in that one. And then the other one was a photography podcast. So that was in sort of arts and stuff like that. It was in a different category. One, the the productivity podcast though, got into the business and management new and noteworthy. So that was really good. Got a good bit of traffic off that. But the photography podcast got new and noteworthy for the entire iTunes store. So it was on the front page of iTunes. You loaded up iTunes and the, her banner popped up on that top row. And do you know what the difference in downloads was? Abs- basically nothing. They both got exactly the same kind of audience growth over that new noteworthy period, despite the fact that the photography show was so much more visible. It's, ri- it's ridiculous. Like it had all that visibility. Everyone that opened up iTunes those over those four or five, it was about four or five weeks it was in, it didn't grow the audience that much. It was still, both of them reached the kind of a uh, thousand listener so mark. Uh, by week eight, which I think was pretty good for the, the niche we were in at the time. Um, but yeah, there, there wasn't much difference at all. So I just think that people don't find podcasts through No Noteworthy. I mean, when was the last time you, uh, I'd, I certainly haven't subscribed to something through just seeing it and knowing New Noteworthy and, well, probably hardly ever. I always just search by topic. So I think that's how people find them. Yeah, and that's, that's what I always tell people because, yeah, we, we've had a few go into New and Noteworthy and if you didn't search for it in New Noteworthy, you wouldn't even know it was there because there was no difference in traffic. Yeah, totally. And no difference in engagement. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, yeah, I just, I just, following that, I already had a suspicion it didn't make that much of a difference. But following that, I'm just like, well, it's nice. I mean, it gets you probably a few extra listeners, I'm sure, but it doesn't make that much of a difference. It's all about your own promotion, your own networks, pushing that out, and a lot of other methods that you can use to just grow hype outside of the iTunes store, really. Right, because, yeah, and there's a lot more places to find podcasts these days. Uh, you know, iTunes, yeah, it's a big chunk of it, but it's not all. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you've got to do the simple stuff, don't you? You've got to optimize it so that you're going to be found by the right terms when people search. And I think that's the main way to find it in iTunes. People will type in, uh, like the photography one, they'll type in photography. So you want to try and rank for that. And I mean, that's all about, you know, ratings, reviews, that same old stuff. But outside of that, yeah, I think there's there's a lot of ways external to, to the search engine, to the iTunes search engine, certainly to get your, your podcast growing. So, all right. Well, I'll, I'll let you uh, let you get on to whatever else you were going to do today, and uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show. No, Mike. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me on. It's a, it's an honour to be here uh, and really enjoying your show. Uh, like we were talking about before, we just kind of found each other relatively recently, but I've been enjoying your uh, your broadcasts as well. So I'll be keeping up with it, and uh, yeah, keep up the good work. Ah, thank you. And uh, where can uh, people get a hold of you if they they want to? They can find uh, all of my on-web stuff at thepodcasthost.com. So that's the website where all of our stuff is, loads of free articles and everything on there. 
Uh, and and you can also find the podcast, so it'd be great if you subscribe to Podcraft. You can find that at podcraft.net. Um, and you know what? I'm, I'm playing a lot, a lot with Snapchat these days. Uh, I'm do, doing stories on there, just doing sort of day in the life of a podcaster. So I'd love to connect with anyone that wants to on Snapchat. It just seems a really good way to connect. And I'm just the podcast host on there. Oh, very good. Yeah, I haven't played with Snapchat yet. That's on my list. Yeah, it was just recently I've got into it, actually, and I'm really enjoying it. It's just, uh, it's kind of a, I mean, it's small audience, but a deep audience. Like, you can really connect with people on there, and uh, the stories just work really well. I think I'm enjoying finding out a lot more about people's general daily life and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's cool. All right, well, very good. Uh, you have a uh, great remainder of the evening. Indeed. Thank you very much, Mike. You too. All right. I walked through the damp, foggy streets, my mind swirling. So much content, so many podcasts. How do I find the best? Then it hit me, like a big blue neon sign flashing through the mist. Blueberry. All I had to do was drop the ease and go to Blueberry.com. Blueberry, the digital media interface for consumers, creators, and advertisers. And definitely go over and check out Blueberry.com with the newly expanded directory of nearly 300,000 shows. And you can also check out MyCast, which allows you to you know, to take all the different podcasts you want to listen to and put them into one feed. That way, if you want to put it into a mobile app, you've got one feed that will have all your shows in it. That's kind of a neat feature that we don't publicize too much over there. And of course, if you would like a free month of hosting or premium stat service, use the promo code HELPDESK at checkout, and that'll help me out. That'll help you out by giving you a free month. And if you need any help with that, uh, be sure to contact me, and I will uh, get you set up, or at least help you get set up. So that just goes to prove that uh, even if you listen to all the podcasts about podcasting, everybody has a different take. And I just started listening to Colin's stuff, and uh, he's good. Very good. I highly recommend it. So, a little bit of news. Of course, uh, you might have heard about Podcasts Connect at iTunes. That's Podcasts with an S, Connect. It's hard to uh, differentiate plural and non-plural. But uh, be real careful. Don't go to podcastconnect.com. Actually, there's a link over there to the uh, Apple thing, but uh, that's Todd Cochran's uh, company, uh, Podcast Connect Incorporated. Uh, That's the uh, corporation that owns his show, him and his wife have, and that that owns the New Media Show, the uh, Geek News Central, and the Podcast Awards. So uh, that was kind of interesting that uh, iTunes come up with something that was so close. So if you get confused and end up there, there is a link, at least currently, to uh, the Apple Podcasts Connect. And I'm going to do a whole uh, episode, probably the, the next episode, uh, you know, what you can and can't do there. We covered a little bit of that in New Media Show and on PowerPress Podcast, but I'm going to dig into it myself a little bit further and... Hopefully uh, some of the other pundits out there will also uh, 
come up with uh, you know some of the things that uh, that we missed first go round. So next week I will talk about in depth podcasts connect at iTunes, and I'll even have the uh, proper URL and all that. We did update the create site over at create.blueberry.com. If you look in the uh, section there for iTunes, uh, you know, submitting to iTunes, that's all updated. And as Angelo said in PowerPress podcast, uh, he also added some, some things and took away some things that are no longer relevant in PowerPress, you know, to, to do with uh, iTunes. So both of those shows, New Media Show and PowerPress Podcast, are probably good to listen to. And like I said, I will cover that in depth next week. Maybe I'll even get uh, Angelo to uh, come on for a little bit. I'm going to be down in Columbus on next Friday at the uh, Blueberry offices, uh, doing a little uh, hardware work on the studio and uh, catching up with the staff down there. I end up going down there at least a couple times a year, so uh, that's going to be next Friday. So chances are the podcast will come out on Saturday again. So not that this is a trend, but that's probably how it's going to work. So maybe we'll do a test recording while I'm down in Columbus from the uh, PowerPress podcast studio at uh, Blueberry headquarters. So until next week, I will uh, catch you later. And like I said, be sure to drop by Power... uh, See, I've done so many podcasts, I've got all my promos backwards. Be sure to stop by podcasthelpdesk.com slash 80 for all the show notes. Uh, There'll be an extensive bunch of show notes, but there'll be links to Colin's stuff, and there'll be links to the other podcasts that I have done, and uh, probably the Podcasts Connect website and podcast connect so with that i am out of here thanks for listening to the podcast help desk if you would like mike to answer your question on the show email podcast help desk at gmail.com or better yet record a voice message at podcast help desk.com see you next time